Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. My name is Brielle Jekyll, the managing editor here, and today we are discussing diversity in procurement with an executive from PepsiCo as well as the executive director of the National Black Growers Council. PepsiCo recently celebrated 40 years of its supplier diversity program, and I get the inside scoop on how it's able to keep the program so successful. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining today. I am here with two very important people in the world of uh, supplier diversity. I'm here with Melanie Wilson-Smith, who is Chief Procurement Officer at PepsiCo Global, and also Hazel Reed, who is Executive Director of the National Black Rowers Council. And we're here to talk about really creating a diverse supply chain. Thank you two for coming on and, and giving me your insight today. Absolutely. Pleased to be here. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So I, I just want to jump right into this and ask you both, why is it so important to create a diverse supply chain today? Sure. So I'm happy to start. Um, I think from my perspective, um, having worked in and around supply chains and procurement organizations for a number of years, the more your supply base uh, represents your consumer base, the more innovation and agility you get. Um, as well, most organizations I've been a part of, and certainly PepsiCo has a commitment to ensuring that um, our supply chains are diverse because that way we get the best thinking, um, you know, the best solutions and innovation from our supply chain. I love that. And how about you, Hazel? Well, I, I think it's ex extremely, extremely critical that all segments of the population have uh, an opportunity to uh, participate in um, in a in a, in the supply chain, especially from uh, from my vantage point in terms of uh, our growers, uh, our agriculture producers. Uh, this is uh, this is critical uh, for them in terms of um, really reaping a profit from their efforts uh, over time. And of course, uh, companies uh, such as PepsiCo, who uh, provide opportunities for uh, all growers to uh, to be involved in um, in their procurement process, uh, it's 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 extremely extremely critical. I absolutely agree. Walk us through how PepsiCo was able to create such a diverse supply chain. Sure. So PepsiCo has a long history of being committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so starting back in the 40s, we had the first um, Black sales force um, in, the, in the industry and have maintained that commitment over time. And so our program is celebrating 40 years this year. Um, we started it in 1982 with about $5 million in spend and have grown it to more than a billion. And um, some of the key factors then in terms of creating that diverse supply base are really seeking out, um, being very clear first on our business requirements, and then seeking out the partners that are able to meet those business requirements, both incumbent or tr more traditional suppliers, new suppliers, innovative suppliers, and that all three of those include um, diverse suppliers. So it's about maintaining that commitment and ensuring that we're creating the opportunities 
um, for suppliers at many, you know, different size and scale and different capabilities to be able to join our supply base. And and how do you think that other companies in the supply chain can, what should they do to make a, a truly diverse supply chain? Yeah. So I think it always comes back to those core business requirements, being very clear about what's most critical and then opening the door to new solutions. Because I think it's very easy as an organization to get used to you know, working with the same partners in the same way as always. But at the end of the day, when you step back and look at those requirements and say, how can I best meet these in a changing landscape? That opens the door for new thinking and new suppliers as part of that diverse supply chain. I also think it recognizes, um, you know, depending on what you're looking at or what you're sourcing, it also um, brings in insight from a consumer lens. So again, back to the point earlier, suppliers representing our consumer base then can bring thinking that will appeal then um, to a broader consumer base than we may have in more traditional manners. And what would you say, uh, Hazel? Certainly, the uh, in creating a, a diverse uh, supply chain, uh, create uh, additional opportunities. Uh, but it allows us as a uh, an agricultural uh, nonprofit organization uh, to really work with companies such as uh, PepsiCo to uh, uh, enhance um, our uh, technological skills uh, through uh, conducting mild farm field days and providing opportunities for farmers from various areas around the community to come in, uh, take advantage of the, or learn, I should say, of the new technologies that are available and also the opportunities that are presented uh, by companies such as PepsiCo to get uh, a more diverse uh, group of individuals providing uh, products and services to their country, to their company, excuse me, uh, i.e. Uh, one of the things that we that we did with uh, with PepsiCo back in the spring and working with uh, Keith Ballard, <clears throat> um, we visited a, uh, a uh, almost an Irish potato a white potato farmer in northern Florida. I think he uh, provides chipping potatoes to uh, Frito-Lays. And um, the um, one of the purposes of that visit was to uh, demonstrate to other farmers uh, the opportunities that exist uh, in terms of getting involved with, say, a company such as PepsiCo to um, really expand that uh, that uh, supply chain or diversify the supply chain and provide opportunities for our growers to get involved in uh, new production technologies, which again would uh, enhance their ability to secure profits from their farming operations. So I think that's is that's a it's 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 very very important, and I would encourage uh, all companies to uh, to really uh, provide such opportunities because. It um, we have a very diverse society, and so in order for it to flourish, we need input from all segments of the uh, of the population. Absolutely, and I would say that's even more important today with all of the shortages. You know, we we really need to tap every resource we can, and making sure that everyone is involved in this industry, I think it is very, very important. Absolutely. 
What do you think the future holds for diversity in supply chains? I think the future really uh, it's 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 a great it's a great opportunity. Um, again, it's important that companies uh, recognize uh, the importance of diversity. And if those companies actually recognize the importance of diversity and make a genuine effort to diversify their supply chain, then the future, I think, is great. It's, it's unlimited. And to be frankly honest with you, uh, I think that uh, as a society, if we do not do this, uh, we will we will suffer as a result of it. And I, you know, I'm an older guy, and uh, I have uh, seen a lot of changes uh, in terms of the agricultural industry and society uh, in general. And at one time, um, uh, th- those opportunities didn't exist, but those forward-thinking companies who really invested in uh, in diversifying uh, uh, their uh, core business. Those are the companies that have really flourished. So I think that it's, um, I think the future is bright, especially for those companies who are forward thinking in terms of uh, ensuring their long-term uh, stability. Yeah, I would echo some of the comments that Dr. Reed made. I think um, we know that uh, more than $400 billion in economic output annually come from minority business enterprises. And so if we think forward in the future, being able to expand that, expand the economic impact that MBEs have, um, you know, the job creation that comes from MBEs across different communities is so critical to our society and to our economy overall. So companies maintaining the commitment to bring diversity into their supply chain, um, you know, organizations continuing to be committed to build capabilities and in new areas. That's one of the things that we're thinking about from a PepsiCo standpoint. How do we create diverse suppliers in new areas of oper- in new areas of spend um, where they may not traditionally be? Um, because that, again, will help from a societal and an economic footprint. Absolutely. Um, wonderful points, you guys. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us this um, inside look, you know, um, but that is all the questions and time I have for today. Uh, I will be following you guys in the future to see, you know, what great things you can do for supplier diversity. Excellent. Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Riel for more of what's happening in the supply chain. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Spotify, Apple and Google playlist app so you never miss an episode.